Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, gentlemen, and welcome to Men's World on Radio Eye. As a reminder, Radio Eye is a reading service intended for people who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed material. Now, on today's show, we're going to cover two of our favorite topics, service dogs and music slash health. And I'll explain that in a moment. Now, specifically, the service dogs featured that we're going to talk about are those which are used by the New York City Police Department. Well, you usually think of police departments using canine for patrols, drug sniffing operations, etc., but these dogs are truly service dogs that aid police officers who need crisis support. I believe this is really an inspirational program that needs to be emulated in other cities. Now, a moment ago, I said our second topic is music slash health. Regular listeners to this program know that we've spoken about music separately and we've spoken about health in a number of our past shows, but this time, the story isn't about eating the correct foods or doing certain exercises or even how music is written. We've talked about that before. It's all about the health benefits of listening to music. I believe you'll find a number of surprises in this story. My name is Vince DePhillips, and I'm your host for today's program. Please keep in mind that the articles presented on Men's World are for general information only. Radio Y does not endorse or recommend any of the subjects mentioned. Now, our first article comes to us from the Epoch Times. Uh, it was printed on April 12th of 2022, and it was written by Dave Paoni. It's entitled, To Protect and Cuddle, New York Police Department's Therapy Dogs on the Job. So the article begins... The New York Police Department has gone to the dogs. Perhaps better put, the dogs have gone to the New York Police Department. For the past two and a half years, the department has employed three handlers, each with a highly trained dog, to attend to officers, their families, victims of crimes, anyone who needs the comfort of a dog in a time of stress. Cops in urban areas see society at its worst, often daily, repeatedly viewing crime scenes and interacting with the bottom rung of the populace can take a toll on anyone, and often cops find it difficult to process all that they witness. Some find it just as difficult to admit to anyone they need help in doing so. That's what the health and wellness section is for. It was created in August of 2019 and is an outreach for any New York Police Department employees in crisis. Several years ago, the suicide rate among 
New York Police Department officers was alarmingly high, with an average of four per year. Then that number spiked to 10 in 2019. And Deputy uh, Mark Watcher, who's the commanding officer of the Health and Wellness Section, told the newspaper, he said, more officers die by suicide than are killed in the line of duty annually around the United States. He goes on to say, we had to look at the different policies that we had, and really, we had to start focusing on the wellness of the officer through new policies and initiatives, as the ones at that time that were not working. End of quote. So a task force was assembled, and the health and wellness section was created. The department already had an employee assistance unit, which had been around since back in the 1970s. In 2019, it became one of several units under the auspices of the health and wellness section. Now, the employee assistance union has 400 employees in a peer support program who work in dual roles. They, they work as cops, they're actually police officers, and they're counselors and are trained in suicide prevention, resiliency, and coping with depression. The New York Police Department has 35,000 smartphones used for crime fighting. The health and wellness section utilizes an app every officer and civilian employee has access to on that phone. The section's recourses, including counselors, chaplains, and peer support members, are listed in the app. And this app was created by the New York Police Department. Watcher, this commander, goes on to say, they are literally a fingertip away. You can call them, text them, email them 24 hours a day. You're in crisis, they're there. End of quote. Now, the commander estimates his people get 5,500 requests per year with 40 to 50 per month on the midnights. And that, that term, the midnights, um, that's the shift that usually sees the most activity. So, why the dogs? One reason is there's still a stigma to mental illness, and someone in need may find it difficult or even impossible to ask for help from another human. But if that other human has a calm, inviting dog at his feet, and that dog is trained to accept petting without any adverse reaction, the person in need may view the dog as a stepping stone to that other human. Now, there are three such humans, each with a dog, that are in this employee assistance union. Their names are Teresa Mahan, Ron Thomas, and Ephraim Hernandez. And all of them are detectives. They're peer counselors and their dog handlers. Ron Thomas, one of the uh, humans, the handlers, he says these dogs kind of act as an icebreaker. Sometimes the handlers show up at roll call, which is a briefing at the start of each shift, and they have the dogs carry out a few commands or tricks, putting the officers at ease. 
This gives the officers an opportunity to speak to the handlers, who will switch hats and become Pierce counselors should any of them have an issue they want to talk about. Thomas goes on to say, these dogs are the best icebreaker or segue into that conversation. Now, we'll talk about a January tragedy. The therapy dogs aren't solely for suicide prevention and outreach. They're on call for any crisis that occurs. In January of this year, two New York Police Department officers were shot in the line of duty, one dying at the hospital just a few hours later. And Ron Thomas goes on to say, a sergeant actually put it out over the radio, have EAU respond, in other words, employee assistance, have EAU respond. That means what we're doing is we're working. He arrived, the end of his quote, that he arrived at the Harlem Hospital with his dog, Piper. Now, he goes on to say, mostly what I saw is that people just wanted to take comfort in petting the dog and not have to say anything. People wanted to approach them, pet them, just take a moment to remove themselves from that situation and just grieve with the dog, pet the dog, take comfort in the dog. Again, you don't have to say anything when you're petting the dog. End of quote. Now, the night of the shootings and the following day, Thomas goes on to say, hundreds of cops petted the two dogs, which in turn helped alleviate the anxiety and stress they were feeling. Unfortunately, the second officer died a few days later, and there were two separate wakes and funerals held for them at St. Patrick's Cathedral in the following weeks. Pepper, or, excuse me, Piper, Jenny, and the unit's third dog, Glory, were on hand all four days for the families and the members of the commands. Now, this next part, this is really interesting, and it's kind of ironic, actually, when you think about it. The New York Police Department's therapy dogs were trained by prison inmates through a nonprofit organization called Puppies Behind Bars. In the program, each dog begins its training at about eight weeks old and lives with its incarcerated trainer for about two years. After that, the soon-to-be handlers receive a 14-day training uh, program at the prison. That means Cops are literally in prison interacting with the inmates. Now, Thomas, Ron Thomas, one of the handlers, made the comment that it's intimidating, but the inmates were extremely professional and knowledgeable, and it was a remarkable experience. Wow, that's incredible. Well, to go on with the article, now each EAU dog, as they're referred to, um, employee Assistance Union, each EAU dog has paperwork that confirms he or she is fully certified and compliant with the Americans with Disabilities Act, or the ADA as it's called. Each dog wears a harness with embroidered patches that identify him or her as a New York Police Department therapy dog in the department's 
health and wellness section. The, the three dogs, which, by the way, are all yellow Labrador retrievers, can carry out 54 commands, including doing a high five and salute. They can salute. Another commander is, tell me a story, or excuse me, another command is, tell me a story, where a person may be seated on the floor and the dog crawls into his or her lap, placing its weight on the human. Now this command is effective when a child is a victim and may find it difficult to explain what happened when he's talking to a detective. The child could tell the dog without any adults in view, but with one listening from out of sight. The New York Police Department dogs haven't yet been used in this situation, but the tell me a story command has been used to comfort victims. Again, the handler, Ron Thomas, recalled times when his dog Pepper literally had been sobbed on when comforting someone experiencing trauma. So, what's the future of this? Well, the EAU started with two dogs under New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. Immediately after taking office, Mayor Eric Adams gave the green light for this third dog. And back to the commander, he anticipates adding a fourth dog by the end of this year, 2022. In the meantime, Piper, Glory, and Jenny continue to do the job themselves. As Ron Thomas put it, there's no better tool we can utilize than these canines to create a bridge between us and the people who might need help. End of quote and end of article. So we'll change gears now and talk about the, the um, benefits of listening to music. You know, by the way, I mean, this, when I was younger and in school and trying to study or, or do anything, read or whatever it may have been, I couldn't listen. I couldn't have hard rock music playing in the background. And I knew people that they, they could only focus if they had hard rock playing in the background. And I could never understand that. And to this day, if, I, if I'm doing something and I want some music in the background, I always want something... Um, uh, lighter, not classical music, but maybe piano type music, you know, things like that. So anyway, I was happy to to see the, <laughs> this article, and I think um, I think you'll find it enjoyable as well. Now, this article appeared on a website called The Healthy, simply thehealthy.com. It appeared on January 14th, and it was written by Lauren Gelman and Michelle Crouch. It's entitled Hidden Health Benefits. Music lovers wish you knew. So, the article begins. The right notes can dampen appetite, relax blood vessels, and improve brain focus. So, let's start with the first uh, health benefit. Its favorite tunes keep you calm. Listening to their fa favorite music lowered anxiety among intensive care unit patients by about one-third. Now, this is according to an Ohio State University study. And it wasn't, it can't just be, in the, in the study anyway, it wasn't just any music. It had to be familiar and comforting pieces. This is according to the researchers. 
The second thing this, this does, mood music makes you eat less. This is good news for all of us. And it goes on to explain, when Hardy's fast food restaurants gave one of its restaurants a fine dining makeover, including soft lighting and jazz music in the background, diners ate about 18% less and reported enjoying their food more. And this was according to a Cornell study, Cornell University study, and it was published in the Journal of Psychological Reports. A third benefit, inspiring instrumentals improve your mental focus. I need that. Now it goes on to explain, uplifting concertos from Vivaldi's The Four Seasons can boost mental alertness. And this is according to research from Northumbria University, which is located in uh, the United Kingdom. When young adults were given a task that required intense concentration, they did better while listening to the bright spring, it's called, is the name of it, spring concerto, versus the slower and more somber autumn concerto. The fourth benefit, good music soothes and relaxes your blood vessels. Now, I would have never guessed this. But anyway, it soothes and relaxes your blood vessels. Listening to music that brings you joy causes blood vessels to expand, and that in turn increases blood flow and improves cardiovascular health. This according to a University of Maryland study. The average upper arm blood vessel diameter of people in the study increased 26% after listening to joyful music. A separate review of 26 studies covering almost 1,400 heart disease patients found that music reduced their heart rate, it reduced their blood pressure, and it reduced their anxiety. Oh, that's, that's great news. Now, here's something, um, a health benefit, uh, and I don't know if you would want to do this. Uh, I'm not going to do it over the air, of course, but it says group singing makes you happy. So don't worry, I'm not going to sing anything. But anyway, this one explains. British researchers recently surveyed 375 people who sang in a choir, sang alone, or played on a sports team. So that was their comparisons. All the activities contributed to greater emotional well-being. But people in choirs reported feeling happier than those who sang solo. Chorus members also rated their groups as more meaningful social experiences than athletes did with their sports teams. The physical activity of synchronization, in other words, singing and acting in time with others, or choral singing, could promote feelings of unity. Also, the article doesn't say this, this is my comment, but I think what, what also happens is if your voice isn't that good and you're singing with a bunch of other people, you kind of get drowned out. It makes you feel better, you know? There's another benefit. Stress levels will go down. Music decreases levels of the stress hormone cortisol, it's called cortisol, just as well as massage therapy does. And this is according to a study, it was a small study done back in 2010. 
scientists randomly assigned anxious patients to listen to music either during massage therapy or while lying in a dim room. After three months, those who just listened to music experienced the same drop in anxiety as those who also got massages. By the way, I don't think they were laying there for three months. The, the article is kind of unclear about that. Um, another benefit. Music can help during surgery. Wow. Listening to music before surgery has been shown to ease anxiety and limit the need for sedatives. After surgery, it helps reduce pain. Now, an analysis of 73 studies published in the medical journal Lancet back in 2015 confirmed that listening to music before, during, or after surgery improves anxiety and pain levels, which in turn means less pain medication. Hmm. Another benefit, music makes you more creative. People come up with more creative solutions when they listen to happy, upbeat music than when they sit in silence. And this is according to researchers from the Netherlands and from Australia. Now, it may be because music improves your brain's flexibility or because it relaxes you enough for the creative juices to flow. But don't play the music too loudly. Research also has found that moderate volume provides the creativity sweet spot. Listening to music also, this is another benefit, it gets dopamine flowing. So here's what happens. When you listen to music, your brain releases dopamine. That's the same neurotransmitter that's re released when you eat a favorite food or experience a happy event. It's also associated with being in love, dopamine. One small study found that just the anticipation of knowing the best part of the song is coming can get the dopamine flowing. Wow. Uh, another benefit. It makes you more comfortable. So, if you're ever working out, do you feel like quitting during the workout? Probably, I have. But you'll find you'll keep going further if you pump up the music, studies have found. Music distracts you from your discomfort and motivates you to stay with the beat. The effect is so profound that the author of a 2012 review examining the psychological effects of music on exercise called music a type of legal performance-enhancing drug. Wow, that's a strong statement. Another benefit, music gives you power. That rush of energy you feel when you put on your best power song, it's real. College-age men who were studied doing exercises while listening to a favorite song took off more explosively and perform more reps at greater speeds than those who were in silence. This was according to one study. People also sprint faster, hold heavy weights longer when listening to music. So that's a, that's a great physical benefit. And listening to music also aids sleep. And some of us you know, have trouble falling asleep sometimes. This is interesting. 
So that's, it goes on to say, lullabies aren't just for babies. Listening to music before bedtime can help you fall asleep faster, wake up less often during the night, and feel more rested in the morning. This is according to the National Sleep Foundation. In one study they conducted, senior, uh, senior adults, older people, with sleep problems who listened to 45 minutes of soft, slow music before going to bed reported a 35% improvement in the duration of their sleep and less dysfunction throughout the day. Hmm, that's a good, that's a good tip. Another benefit, music heals. Music has been used to heal for centuries, and now we're finally learning why it works. The latest meta-analysis uh, meta of 400 studies found that listening to music promotes the body's production of a certain antibody, and that antibody attacks viruses and bacteria, as well as natural killer cells which kill invading viruses and cancerous cells. Now, I think we've probably all benef uh, benefited from this or have had this experience with music, and that is that it makes time fly. Time does fly when you're listening to music. Scientists have shown repeatedly that people judge a period of waiting as shorter when music is playing. Now, of course, retailers use that to their advantage. Playing music so you stay longer in the store and you spend more, is their idea. For instance, more drinks and foods are sold in bars and restaurants when music, now especially slow music, is played. And grocery sales increase by 38% when the background music is slow. Now this next one I find really incredible, but supposedly it's true. And that is, it helps Alzheimer's patients remember. Now, maybe you've heard about Alzheimer's patients coming alive when they hear a song from their past. Studies show that music helps them retrieve memories, communicate more effectively, and remember who they are. Singing is particularly powerful. This is according to researchers at Georgia, George Mason University because they demonstrated that Alzheimer's patients who regularly sing their favorite songs, it actually helps them boost their cognitive function over time. And one or two final benefits of listening to music, your work will get done faster. Listening to happy music at work can help you complete tasks more quickly, especially if you're doing something repetitive um, filing documents or just checking over things. One study showed that the accuracy and efficiency of surgeons improved when they worked with the music of their choice in the background. Well, that's a good thing to know. If you ever have to go in for surgery, tell them to have some music on. But anyway, um, Cornell University researchers also found that upbeat tunes help workers cooperate and make group decisions that contribute to the good of the team. And finally, playing an instrument may protect brain sharpness. This is, would be later in life. 
The more years a middle-aged or older adult spent playing musical instruments when they were younger, the faster their brains responded to speech sounds during an experiment. This is according to the Journal of Neuroscience. A slower response could be indicative, indicative excuse me, of how ably in adults interpret speech. Being a millisecond faster may not seem like much, but the brain is very sensitive to timing. A millisecond, compounded over millions of neurons, can make a real difference in the lives of older adults. This statement is according to a professor at the University of Texas, who's a brain researcher. So that concludes the article, and um, there's some things hopefully you could put in practice there with music, some good, good and interesting thoughts. Well, this concludes Men's World for today. I have been your host. My name is Vince DePhillips. If you have any suggestions, comments, or questions concerning this program, please call us in our Lexington studios at area code 859-422-6390. Thanks for listening, and please stay tuned to Radio I. Now, if you're listening on Sunday, Veterans Voice is the program that follows this. If you're listening on Monday, the program Get Fit will follow this. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.